For me, one of the highlights of the second Focomfort Front Room Festival was the set performed by Ohuli and Tido in their front room in their house in the Colne Valley in West Yorkshire. It was just so full of life, so full of joy, so moving. And when they took us down into the cellar, it was absolutely brilliant. And of course, a, a key figure in that set was their baby, Flynn, who was in the sling all the way through. So I just had to come to West Yorkshire to meet Belinda O'Hooley and Heidi Tido and baby Flynn and go for a walk in the Colne Valley. Belinda, good morning, Heidi. Good morning, Flynn. Morning. Flynn's in the sling. He is. Uh, you've got the accordion on your back. I have, yeah, and I was just saying that it feels about the same weight as Flynn, um, but not quite as comfortable. Ooh. I don't think I've carried this very much. Oh, it, you oh, haven't? Yes, yes. Well, thank you very much indeed for bringing it and for carrying it. And, and it's been raining, but the, the rain has just eased slightly now, hasn't it? So I think we're going to have... a. Uh, an interesting and a bit damp walk. Where, where are we? Tell us where we are, first of all. Um, well, we're in the woods um, in Slawit, which is um, in Huddersfield. And Slawit is not spelt Slawit, is it? It's spelt Slaithwaite. Right. But if you come to Slawit and say Slaithwaite, you will be asked to leave. <laughs> no, so. okay. I, I understand. <laughs> and, and where are you going to take us? Well, we're going to walk through the woods. The Dark Woods. The Dark Woods, yeah, it's called the Dark Woods. And um, we're going to take you along the canal and to various viaducts and tunnels and places that we walk a lot, basically. Fantastic. Well, let's yeah. get going. Yeah. Let's get going. Right. <clears throat> so have you lived in this area for a long time? Um, well, I hide it. I was born in Huddersfield. So I've, I've, I've lived in this town my whole life for 40 years. But you're from Waterloo, but I'm from the other. You? I'm actually an incomer, so I'm from the other side of town. So what's your handbags? And what, and what about you, Belinda? I'm from Leeds originally, and I came to Huddersfield in 1989 to go to university. She poo-pooed Huddersfield. Did you? I did. Yeah, before she came here. <laughs> what, you thought it wasn't good enough for you? Well, I put down on my... Uh, it was my kind of joke. Uh, university choice if I didn't get many points in the A-levels. I wanted to go to Liverpool and um, I didn't do as well as I felt. So egg on my face. She had to come to, I had to, come to Huddersfield. And you've never left? And I've never left, I love it. What, uh, what do, where exactly do you do you live? You don't actually live in, in the town of Huddersfield, no, do you? No, we live in the Cone Valley. Uh, this is the Cone Valley here and it's made up of lots of different little villages. Um, Milnes Bridge, Linthwaite, Slawit, Marsden and Gorka. And Gorka, or Golka, if you're an incomer, is where we live. And I saw it because it, you did that wonderful set for us on the, 
Folk on Foot Festival, the Front Room Festival. And we saw inside your front room. You did. And we saw your, your house. And you're in a, a, a terrace of houses, I think. We are indeed, yes. We live on a street with lots of old terrace, Victorian terraced houses. Um, and we love it, don't we, Hi? Yeah, we've been there 15 years now. It's not very big, one up, two down or whatever. Are we going right here? Yeah. Is this a railway line? Yeah. Or this is railway yeah. line? It's a, yeah. it's a current That's railway line. Express. Right. Goes through here. So we're going to go underneath it? We're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're going this way because there's a oh, style at the other it. end. Oh. And then yeah. we're avoiding the style because... Going over a style with that accordion would be quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my sense was that you like it particularly because of the people yeah. in this area. Is that right? Yeah, it's just, it's a very welcoming place really. Everything seems to happen on the outskirts of Huddersfield. Macomb Valley's quite a, quite a diverse place really. There's people from all over, lots of, you know, uh, it's quite arty, it's a lot of art, a lot of music, in sort of odd places, isn't there? Yeah, like there's got... a cow shed yeah. that puts on music. Well, did. Did, obviously, yeah. pre-lockdown. And you actually sat on hay bales oh, listening really? to music, yeah. It's just, it's very independent. It's very, I mean, Hudson off the home of the Luddites. So it's got a real independent spirit, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Wasn't an easy birth. Shoulders broad, ready to carry, ready to work for an army tongue. Dialect disarm, spot the income and miles away. When I turned up, knowing no one, when I showed up, Tell us about your song, Colm Valley Hearts. It's really a, a love song to where we live and the people that live here and the canal, which we call the cut in, in the song. Lighten up the cut tonight. Lighten up the cut tonight. Back at time I saw her translucent by of carrier bags, lullabies, some to wear by the cenotaph, smoked from inside out, a rose deep as Molly's side, but with the kindest eyes, she
what you realise really is there are so many different people here and uh, there's, there's people that we see that maybe we don't really know much about them but we see them quite a lot and we decided we'd write a song about those characters, those women that we've seen and uh, wonder what they're about really and what their stories are and when we sing it here it's become a bit of an anthem and people sing the chorus with us. interest we've just passed the place where we normally go for a wee. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really wanted to know that bit. No, that's didn't you? important. <laughs> so when you're doing this walk, especially if you've had a cup of coffee, you have to find places where you can go for an outdoor wee. And Very important. We both like an outdoor wee. You have we? you have to when you do a lot of walking, don't you? Yeah, think? Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad so. you pointed that out to me. I mean, <laughs> cool. Hello yes. Flynn. That's Flynn. You're Flynn. taking part. Flynn oh, yeah. this walk, don't you? We do it all the time. Are you big walkers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. We go out every day walking if we can. Yeah. Um, and because we haven't been touring very much because of lockdown, we... Um, we've walked every day, haven't we? have walked every day. And uh, it keeps us sane, I think. And Flynn has known no other experience other than being out in the sling every day. He knows these woods pretty well now, I think. So yeah. Flynn's just been turned one, hasn't he? Yeah, so a year of... So almost out. half his life has been spent in the lockdown situation, Yeah, I that's suppose. right. He was six months old when we went into lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been all right with it, haven't you? The, the, the sun's come out now and it's just yeah. shafting through the trees above the river. So we're, we're on a path above the river. So it's above the canal, it's the canal actually. Actually. And yeah. the river. That's the and the river. Canal, yeah. It's just lovely with the sun coming through the wet leaves. And the leaves are just turning now, aren't they? You can see some little patches of uh, brown amongst the green. Yeah. What a beautiful scene and, and very wet underfoot. We should sing one of our songs now, shouldn't we? <laughs> we had a practice in the van, didn't we? <laughs> So what are you going to sing? We're going to sing uh, the Wexford Lullaby and we learnt it from the singing of the wonderful angel-voiced Jackie Oates um, and it was written, these words that we're going to sing uh, were written by John Renborn. Yeah. Luli, lule, my tiny child Too soon you'll know world so wild yes all too soon you will be grown and I'll bide here alone alone the rushing bellows 
shall ride and the light of the north star will be your guide but yet a while i'll have you shall run in meadows green and sport with otters all in the stream yes you shall chase the dappled deer and swim with salmon in the waters clear to pluck the small birds from the sky on the tail of the south wind you shall fly and take the high hills for your that quality of lullaby is the sort of thing that Flynn gets every night. You know, has he, has he been used to being around the songs and, and hearing them? Well, he's certainly been around singing of some sort. <laughs> We've made up a lot of silly, silly little songs, haven't we? Little ditties for him. Yeah, tons of songs. We sing songs to Flynn all day, really. So he's, he is completely immersed in music. And when, when he was in Heidi's womb, we were touring, we were touring a lot and um, so we heard the set, the set of songs every night and Heidi using a stomp pedal. And we've noticed like that, he, loves, he loves the beat, he loves rhythm. Right. But we, we sing all sorts, don't we? We do wriggle and a jiggle in the swing. Yes. Okay. There was one we sung to him every night when he was <clears throat> in my tummy before we went to sleep, wasn't there? Oh, we should sing him good night. Good night, little son. Sleep well inside your mummy's tum 
and we'll see you again in the mornings. There'll be coffee and fruit and maybe an egg and we'll all be together in the dawnings. Good night, sleep tight. Did you sing that That's to me every, every night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I made of it. That's fantastic. <laughs> and we did, we did really hypnotic ones that um, I just thought of, you just can sing over and over and over again that um, kind of did used to send him to sleep when he was a little, little, little baby. So it becomes kind of meditative almost. Yeah, yeah. so there was one, um, oh you lovely one, oh you special one, oh you lovely one, oh you special one, oh you lovely one, oh you special one, oh you lovely one. Oh, you special one. Oh, 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 you lovely one. Oh, you special. Oh, you special. Oh, you special. Oh, you special. Oh, you lovely. Oh, you lovely. Oh, you special. Oh, you special. Oh, you lovely. Oh, you lovely. Oh, you lovely. Oh, you lovely. Oh, you special. We've got it all mixed up. Yeah, you get the gist. I get the gist. It's not got much lyrics, but we managed to. But I can see. You can just be. Whoop! You're right. Yes, thinking into a branch <laughs> and in the morning after breakfast we both have our sort of jobs that we do and then another train Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trans pennine express and that's way to manchester on its way to manchester and then we've got slower trains that stop at slough and marsden oh there's a freight train yeah train it's very much part of our life the train line isn't it Hyde? Yeah. So you're saying you have a little jobs to do after breakfast? Oh yes so thanks. Heidi goes upstairs and she makes beds and things like that and then I do the washing up with Flynn in the sling. She can multitask and I can't. All right. so. <laughs> and then once we've done the washing up I always sit at the piano with Flynn and we um, we have about 45 minutes where I play quietly and he has a snooze. So ha have you played the piano since you were a kid? Yeah. When, when did you first take it up? Well, my mum said I was playing the church kneeler when I was crawling, so I don't know if that's got anything so to do with it. So you were sort of miming the piano? Yeah, yeah. Would you mean along to the organ? Probably. Church organ, yeah. 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 When I was about seven, I used to have to stay with another family in, after school before my mum and dad came and picked me up because they were working. And they had a piano and the mum said, your Belinda seems very attached to this piano and we, we actually don't like it. So would you like to have the piano? And my mum and dad said, yeah. And uh, I started having lessons and I didn't have many lessons, but I had enough to be able to play it. 
and I've been so I've been playing the piano since I was seven. So you didn't go in for the grade exams and all that stuff. Did a little bit, yeah. I think I got to grade four or five, and then I found it very difficult to read music. I can't sight read, and I found it very stressful and didn't like the exams because uh, I just used to get really nervous. Um, but I was writing and making up tunes by that time, and sort of decided really mum and dad were happy for me to just go my own way with it uh, and were you uh, part of a musical family were your mum and dad musical um my dad comes from a very musical family so he he was a bit of a singer a bit of a show-off <laughs> and this is the irish roots yeah it? yeah but my dad's brothers uh, definitely like my uncle brendan was playing the piano and the accordion at three years old uh, my uncle Tony was a professional musician until he died, right up until he died. Um, so there's a lot of music in, from County Sligo in Ireland. And did you it, grow up around Irish folk music yeah. and that sort of thing? Oh yeah, every, every summer and Christmas we went to Ireland and the men would all be sat round the table playing in a session and the women would be making sandwiches and washing up and I soon worked out there was a bit of a difference. <laughs> but I kind of uh, decided that I definitely didn't want to be one of the washer-uppers. <laughs> oh, wash up every morning now. So there you go. And what about you, Heidi? Did you, did you come from a musical family as well? Um, sort of, yeah. My um, my mum's mum, she, like Belinda, was a pianist and accordion player. In Germany? In Germany, she was German. So we used to go to the farm in Germany every summer, me and my mum and my sister. And is this where the name Tido comes from? Yeah, it's German, yeah, from yeah. the north of Germany. And um, the first thing I always wanted to do when I got there was go in the cupboard and try and find my, um, my own earth instruments and uh, just play about on the road. I just found it magical. It's this big old sort of um, crusty farmhouse. And, uh, Didn't she play the accordion? She, accordion, piano and... and, and um, Harmonica as well, yeah. So were you exposed to quite a lot of German folk music? No, I can't really remember what it was she used to play. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to cross this, giant this little lake Yeah, ahead we have to swim this. through here. Um, I hope you brought your, your cosies. I've got me, yeah. <laughs> I've got me shorts. There's a great big, yeah, puddle ahead of us. And then on my dad's side, like my dad's family are also from the west coast of Ireland, so not that far from where Belinda's family is from. And there was, there was some, quite a few musicians on that side, although neither my mum or dad sort of played, played any instruments or anything, so it's just me, really. Didn't um, your mum get rid of your keyboard? I had a little, <laughs> I had a little <laughs> Casio keyboard that I love. Yeah. The little microphone, and I was sort of making up tunes and things when I was little, and then... Mum said it made too much noise, so she got rid of it. Oh no, I bet you were devastated, I weren't was, you? yeah. We had the kind of opposite upbringings, really, didn't we? Yeah. You were very encouraged, I was, um, well You were not. repressed, were you? Yeah. I was hot but and you were, like, told to yeah. shut up. We, but was singing, singing alright, Heidi, in your, in your household, or singing Yeah, I just did it in my bedroom, really. Or I joined the school choir, or sang in church, and things like that. So I always found a way to... Yeah, be musical, just didn't nothing formal really. And and when did you start performing? 
me, yeah, I don't actually start performing like um, in public until my twenties. Yeah. Can I yeah, just I say we're, we're passing the canal now? It's opened up on the left. There are two lovely narrow boats brought yeah. here, and you can just smell the smoke from the from the stove on one of them. There's These two the live here. Out. These two boats live yeah. here. This is Mark. This one. Mark's boat. Yeah. And uh, he lives in the most idyllic spot. It's yeah, so it's beautiful. Gorgeous. And the sun's come out now. Yeah. yeah. Which so makes it look even more idyllic, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and that one's painted red and green. That's called Secret, one. isn't it? Yeah. We don't know who, who lives in that one. It's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've interrupted really your famous. story, uh, Heidi. You were telling All me about... Right. Well, I was, in, I was studying in Leeds. And... Um, Leeds has got a really good music college and um, I decided to go like, on an evening to go to a singing group there and the tutor was um, Cara Robinson oh. who is just amazing, just this amazing singer and musician from Northern Ireland but she was so inspiring and I was very shy at that point, very, very shy. Well, I still am shy but I mean like really shy and she sort of helped me to Sort of be able to sing in front of people, really. You, and, couldn't, um, you couldn't make a sound at first, could you? You know, when they went round. Not other people, no. No, I couldn't. <clears throat> what, you were just too frightened of it? Yeah, yeah. it's just something. It's very easy to repress the, your singing voice, I think. It's very easy to, to dampen it out of children. Um, it's a very special, I think, you know, art and music, everything. Very, all children are born creative but it's not difficult to knock it out of children, I think. So <clears throat> even though I was very musical in private, I just couldn't do it in front of other people. Mm. So... And she gave you the confidence? She just... She, she managed to sort of, um, what do you call it? Um, well, unlock the door, really, to something. So there's Another a lot sign there, as well, isn't there? Yeah. There's so. loads of locks. Apparently, there's like more locks in this area than I think anywhere else in the universe. Because <laughs> the canal's going up a hill, presumably. Yeah. But Linda, what about your performing career? Did you start early? Yeah, I did. Because I started singing with my cousin Tommy Fleming in Ireland. So whenever we went over there, me and Tommy would sing together. And um, really, we were playing busking, we were playing in pubs from a really young age. Um, and what was the repertoire? Just like the usual kind of uh, well-known Irish songs like Wild Rover, Galway Shawl, Spansel Hill, The Old Triangle. Um, we didn't do anything original, we just sang the old songs really. Um, but it was great, we got... We got quite a lot of attention and made a bit of pocket money and got used to playing really. Um, and I used to harmonise to Tommy's lead vocals. When, when he got to about 18, Tommy decided he wanted to go professional. And I, a bit like Heidi, I'd always felt, well, I need something to fall back on. So I went to university and I did behavioural sciences at Huddersfield. Aha, now you're in Huddersfield. Yeah. 
And then I'm guessing Heidi's in Huddersfield. Yeah. <laughs> and are you about to meet? No. <laughs> no, because no, okay. Heidi would have been about eight at this point. Oh, OK, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Ten. 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 That's okay. it, yeah. Right. So I'm at uni. <laughs> um, and then I did my degree and then I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was always doing a bit of music on the side. And... Um, I eventually ended up singing in nursing homes and residential homes for right. older people, which I did for years and years and years and years and years. Well, that must have been an interesting experience. It was, yeah. yeah. And was that because the music was therapeutic for, for the people in the homes? Oh, do you know, um, it's quite an emotional thing, actually. Um, I used to specialise, really, with people with dementia, older people with dementia. And um, just going in there, I used to bring a portable keyboard and sing, and sing the old songs. And quite a lot of them have got dancey rhythms and things. Mm -hmm. And seeing the change in a person from being quite kind of, like maybe non -verbal. not non-verbal, yeah. yeah. Maybe even quite upset and agitated. Yeah. The change in the mood in the lounge when the music starts is almost say miraculous. Yeah. yeah. And people will sing that have that don't remember their own names, don't know who their remember family the words are. And they remember the melodies. They do. They may get up and dance. So you were singing songs that they might have remembered in their yeah. youth, yeah. some from the forties or fifties or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, And sing along songs from the pubs, you know. But you learnt them all from the residents, didn't you? I did. You let them teach you the songs. Oh, and some yeah. of the songs are just so beautiful. Yeah, I learnt so much about accompanying about chord, call it chord voicing. So what chords underpin a melody uh -huh. and turn it into something beautiful and emotional uh, from the songs that I learned from the residents. And I learned so many people's stories. They, everyone's got stories, but they're sat there in, it's almost like a sea of gray. And the rooms are quite, they're quite boring and there's not a lot in there. There's usually a television on. And there's so much colour when you just scratch beneath the surface and find out about people's lives. Heidi used to come with me sometimes. Oh, you've um, met now? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> no, so how did it. you meet? <laughs> <laughs> well, go on, Heidi. You, you, you have you, the story. You tell us, Heidi. Don't you? Um, so we met in 2005 on the Huddersfield music scene. I, I went to Linda's gig and saw her playing and just thought she was amazing. Um, never heard anything quite like it, really. And she was um, performing her first... You just started out, hadn't you, really, on your own? Yeah. And you were performing songs from your first album. And then, really unlike me, quite sort of like brazenly, Gave her my phone number. Oh, <laughs> as you do. Um, and um, like at the same time, I'd started going to um, an open mic session in Huddersfield on an evening, and um, just started demoing a few of my own songs. And I gave Blinda a demo of mine, 
and said, why don't you come and see me sometime? <laughs> so I did. Yeah. And what did you think? Well, <laughs> the demo was pretty dreadful, I've got to say. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was. It was not you. It this was is the recording quality the recording. you're talking about now. Yes. Wow. Was a bit... Compliments are flowing. Well, <laughs> they'd used an effect on her voice like she was singing through a telephone. So it was hard to actually hear what she sounded like. But I kind of knew there was something different about Heidi's voice. So I had to go and investigate and she was supporting somebody at, at a place called Bar 120 and I went along to the gig. And what really blew me away was just how she didn't follow any rules because she's not musically trained. So she just, let's wait for this train. There's lots of trains busy, today. Busy today, isn't it? Busy, busy yeah, line. yeah. So I went to a bar where she was doing support for somebody and I was completely blown away by the fact that she didn't follow any rules. She's not musically trained and her chords that she was using on the guitar were so different and creative that my jaw dropped and her voice, well, all I could say was the, the nearest I can describe her voice to was Annie Lennox because it had that really beautiful husky quality of, of, of tone. So, and also she, you know, she was absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, the whole, the whole thing, I just thought she was wonderful. And um, a few months later, wasn't it, that we actually sang together at a New Year's Eve bash and we sang Here Comes the Rain Again. Did so yeah, because oh. Blinda's a big Annie Lennox fan. Yeah. And did you realise then that the voices were going to oh, blend beautifully together? They just interlocked straight away, intertwined. I, I just went into a harmony with Belinda and thought, wow, this really works. This, it felt good, didn't it? To sing it together. Yeah, it felt really good. And then we just never stopped singing from there. No. So where are we arriving now? Well, we're heading right now to Darkwoods Coffee, which is... Our um, local roastery. Yes, our local roastery. <laughs> um, Get you, you have 27 <laughs> microbreweries and a local roastery. Yeah, are, there, are there more than one local roastery? Or is it... Is, oh, the smell I think is, there's one in Melbourne, actually. There is, there's Bean Brothers as well. Yeah, um, That's another one. But this one is very special because we've done quite a few gigs in here as well um, and it's run by our friend Damien and um, Damien and the team that work here and make the incredible coffee do the roasting here they're such an important part of the very fabric of the Cone Valley because Smell, the sound. Yeah, yeah it's just all part of it isn't yeah. it so it feels really lovely to come here have a cup of coffee and sing a song or two. Hiya. Okay. Hiya, Damien. You alright? Yeah, yeah, good fun. 
Are you actually roasting at the moment, Damien? Uh, we are, so um, we're just uh, roasting away on what we call a, a vintage probat drum roaster. So uh, it almost looks like an oversized washing machine with a big gas flame beneath it. So, oh, it smells uh, fantastic, isn't it? Do you think we might get a brew? Absolutely, no, no. Leave, leave that with me. Just really, really Uh, this seems like a really appropriate place to sing your song, The Hum. Can you tell us the, the story behind the, the Hum? Well, yeah. Um, the Hum is actually about a factory down at the bottom of our street, um, which, a bit like this um, mill, has a gentle sort of sound. It's a humming sound, actually, for 50 weeks of the year. And then for two weeks of the year, the factory closes down and it has a holiday during which time it's really nice and quiet. And there was um, a couple that came to have a look at a house that was for sale during that two week period. And they really, really loved it. So much so that they put an offer in on the spot. And then when they came back to see it again, the factory was up and running and all the sort of working cog sounds. And uh, they didn't like it, they weren't impressed. So they pulled out of the sale. Hello, Glenn. And he was like, he thought, he thought, well, that was nonsense, isn't it? Because <laughs> the sound of that factory, it gives the local people comfort because it's the sound of people working and people still in jobs. And that feels like a very sort of poignant theme right now. It's the sound of people working. And we can hear people working here today where they're roasting, they're roasting coffee and there's a kind of rhythmic machine noise in the background, which might, yeah. might just be the pulse of this song. You might pick up the rhythm. Do you well, think? I might do and then I might not. The thing is, whatever you do, it's always there.
So we, we better talk about Anne Lister because like millions of others, I watched the BBC One series and your song was at the end of that, that series, Saran yeah. Jones and, and, and others bringing it to life in Sally Wainwright's drama. Yeah. But uh, you were there long before that, weren't you? I mean, you, you knew the story before that. How did you come across the story? Well, it was um, a friend of ours We'd just gone to her house for lunch and she said she was being interviewed for a, a documentary about the life of Anne Lister. And she, we said, who's that? Who's Anne Lister? She said, let me tell you. And she said that she was, um, you know, around in the 1800s and that she used to keep her life written in diaries. Like, at that point, they knew about four million words worth of diaries and that she lived in Halifax at Shibden Hall, which is where people from Huddersfield would go when they were kids to have a look around Shibden. And so we knew about it, but obviously didn't really know a lot about Anne Lister. She wasn't really talked about that much because she was a woman and because of her lifestyle. Viana well, because who, she was a lesbian? Because she was a lesbian, yeah. Right. So people didn't really talk about her. So you might go to Shibden Hall as a kid, but never, not, not know anything about Anne Lister. So I didn't know about her, even though I've lived in this area all my life. The thing that captivated us both, she told us all this stuff about her. She said, behind her back, the disapproving residents of Halifax used to call her Gentleman Jack. And we just grabbed each of them like, that's a song. Yeah. <laughs> you can almost hear the rhyme as well, can't it you? Was yeah, it comes yeah. off the tongue and everything. It's like it's a jig. Irish real or jig. It's a jig. Yeah. <laughs> and we turn, I turned round and went to hide it. Behind her back, she's Gentleman Jack. <laughs> and she said, ever so fine, what to the line. <laughs> and we were like, come on. <laughs> we got back to the house and it was so easy. We had a load of fun, so writing, fun it. writing it. And then, and then you did a video oh, yeah. of the song in your dressing room. Yeah. Where Just was a bit it? Of, bit of silliness. Salisbury Arts Centre. You were singing into a banana, I think. Yeah. At one point. And that's what Sally Wainwright saw. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She saw the, the she saw the silly video of us singing Gentleman Jack and turned up at one of our gigs. Strangely and... she was impressed by it. Yeah, she was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> it was like singing into bananas and she came up to me in the interval and uh, she said, Hiya. 
Uh, my name's Sally Wainwright. Um, can I use your song in my new drama? <laughs> what uh, did you say? Oh, let me think about it, Sally. Um, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> and it must have been transformative for you because it must have brought you to a whole new audience, didn't it? Oh, gosh, it was in like, America. Yeah, it was like... Because it was um, shown in America first. They've gone crazy for Gentleman Jack. They have. I absolutely love it. I mean, they love period dramas in America, don't they? The English ones. We started, oh. getting, we started getting emails from people saying they really like the song. And um, more and more emails. And then more and more people started buying the, the album. Yeah. And they were using our web shop. And the web shop crashed. Down. Oh, really? And we couldn't keep on top of all the orders because we were doing it. We do it everything ourselves. So. so you were packaging up the CDs as fast as you could and yeah. sending them out? It was like having a full-time job in a shop as well yeah. as answering all the emails. And we were and doing interviews. We went on Look North and Woman's Hour. and All sorts of things were happening. Well, she was, she was quite a woman. She really was quite a woman, was Anne Lister. And I think the thing that's happened is many, many women, whether they're gay or straight or bi yeah, or whatever... It's not just lesbian women, is it? ..have been really inspired yeah. by the fact that she kind of... She was a transgressor because she, she defied what it was to be uh, a good girl and a woman. Yeah. And she wrote about it and she kind of... Her, she's changed history, really because people are realising there were women that were doing things and... Running um, businesses. I mean, she was running a business. Yeah, and she was so well. She's so bright. She was so intelligent and she could, you know, she could meet any man, couldn't she? Head oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. In business. I'm not going to be classic. Classic. So, Just letting you know. Oh, yeah, it's quite tricky on this cobble, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Are you all right? <laughs> it's usually me that falls. <laughs> now, can you warn everybody? I'm about to get an accordion out. I'm just going to say, we've come under a bridge. Yeah. And it does sound really good under here. Amazing acoustics, yeah. But then just got yeah. the accordion out. Um, yeah. And what are, we, what are you going to sing? Well, we're actually going to sing a Richard Thompson song. Um, and we think this is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. It's Down Where the Drunkards Roll. You, you recorded this some time ago, didn't you, for one of your albums? We recorded this for our boozy album, Summit's Brewing, in 2015, which was a, a collection of traditional, contemporary and self and drinking songs, from the good to the bad to the ugly. And um, we just, just absolutely love this song, think it's a very emotional, touching sort of side of drinking and alcohol and humanity really just had to had to do a version of it didn't we yeah we did yeah <laughs> See the boys out walking 
<laughs> I love that. I love that you can be Lord Jesus, all the world will understand. It's such a, it's just such an evocative line, isn't it? Amazing, amazing song. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for singing it for us under this bridge. And thank you for this walk and for all, all the stories you've told us and for performing for us and for showing us the Colne Valley. Thank you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks thank for you. coming. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Ahuli and Tido in the Colne Valley in West Yorkshire. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, there are more than 40 available for you to explore now. Joyful walks in all parts of the United Kingdom with some of the finest folk artists performing today. So please have a look and have a listen 
uh, to all those episodes. And if you'd like to support us to make more episodes, why not become a patron? Make a small monthly contribution, get some great rewards. All you have to do is go to folkonfoot.com and click on the Support Us button. Above all, thanks for listening to Folk on Foot. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it.